This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Meat Flavored Soda. Now comes in spare ribs, filet mignon, and cow anus flavor. I wanted the honest not to know whether he was human or supernatural. And he had no character. He was blank. He was simply evil. He's like the wind. He's out there. He's going to get you. And that's what's the most terrifying. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what you don't know about, what you can't see. It's out there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that knows the difference between a film and a movie. I am Zach, joined as always by my friend Frank, and you're not going to say anything? It's you haven't given me a chance to. What do you mean? <laughs> you just I, keep I, talking. I, I, I paused. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I want to play it back. I want to play it back. <laughs> You'll be hearing from my lawyer, Zach. Uh, today, well, your, your thing, so yeah. go ahead. Go. Today, we are doing Director's Cut Take 4. Yeah. So today, as we did last week, we are counting down from our top five favorite directors and the reasons why, and we're moving forward. So we're on to number four. Number four. Uh, you want me to start? Or you yeah, want to? I, oh, did, I did. I started last time. So. Fuck are you a little you. bit more prepared this time, Zach? Uh, slightly. Are you a little bit more prepared? Well, I was. Because I listened <laughs> back to that episode, and I went on for like twenty-five minutes, and you went on for like eleven. You, you <laughs> did go on for quite a bit. <laughs> I was waiting too because, like, as I was editing, I was like, "Oh, cool! It's gonna stop like about halfway," <laughs> and then you kept going, and I was like, "Nope, I guess I'm gonna get a little bit. Of <laughs> I get a little sliver of the pie here." <laughs> but um, uh. so for my number four pick, I originally had Robert Edgar's. Since we talked about him on the previous episode of uh-huh. this, I felt like it was kind of like counterproductive to go further on because yeah. we already kind of like covered the basis of like why we love the witch and the lighthouse yeah um i will just like put one small little like a uh, snippet of a fact that i found out about him where he's actually working on a rasputin miniseries which could be really cool he's also doing like a nose for thing yeah he did that got, and then like a couple things going on yeah his very very first uh directorial debut was actually yeah, uh, he did too. like well, he did a short film of the Telltale Heart. Yeah, by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah. So because of that, I had to switch up fucking everything. So I'm um, a <laughs> little bit. To. You still could have said him. Well, it it kind of like I it said, just it just would have been maybe again. Yeah, like, we've it, already heard everything. Once again, it would be me talking for ten minutes <laughs> and then you talking for thirty. So uh, because of that, I chose for number four John Carpenter. I was, you know, when you first sent me your list. He wasn't on yours. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't say anything, but I was actually, I was very <laughs> surprised. I was like, wow, he, John Carpenter did, didn't make the cut. It was hard, man. Like I was, I was going back and forth between John Carpenter and like George A. Romero. Yeah. And, uh, a couple of other people too, where I was just like, fuck, like this is really, I, Steven Spielberg was in the running for a uh, while. Not for me. J- again, just because of nostalgia, because of like Jurassic Park and, and back to the future. Little, the Iron Giant. He did I, Iron I'm pretty Giant. sure he did Iron I don't, Giant. I, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't think he did Iron <laughs> Giant. I might be wrong, but I'm usually pretty right. You with keep things. talking. I'm gonna Google to see if <laughs> no, Iron Giant. No, no, is no, 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 no. Well, I'll, fine. You keep talking. I'll Google it. Do your director. Oh, I have to. Do- <laughs> Sorry, blanked out there. So I chose John Carpenter uh, for this just because of like how well like he really like interprets a story for me. And he always adds like it's Brad Bird. Brad, I don't, Bird, I don't know who direct, 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 the director of Iron Giant is. Brad Bird. What else has he done? Um, <laughs> Iron Giant too. <laughs> he did Ratatouille. He did. The I love Incred- Ratatouille. He, he did the Incredibles one and. Two. Oh. Oh wait, no wait. Hold on. These, these are all written. Hold on. He he only wrote these movies. Oh. 
which I mean, I guess that's that's still something. something. But what did he direct? Oh no, yeah, he directed Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. He directed Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. I want to change. He, he directed Ratatouille. He did the Incredibles, the Iron Giant, mm-hmm. and then he he directed two episodes of The Simpsons. His name is Brad Bird. Brad Bird. So my fourth pick is Brad <laughs> Bird. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Okay, so John Carpenter. Uh, I chose him just because of like how well he kind of like dictates a story and how like he dude stop using profanity. Fuck you. Dictates <laughs> penis job. <laughs> but um, so his his very first film was in 1974 when he did Dark Star. So it was a space exploration movie that had to do with, I, I believe, I didn't watch it, but I believe like aliens uh, attacking while like the people aboard the ship are trying to destroy uh, invading planets. Okay. So he's got a... John Carpenter's filmography is very... Uh, very odd, Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, obviously, we've done The Thing... Yep. Which I think is the creme de la creme. It's it's honestly the best body horror slash like cosmic horror movie that has ever been made. Ever, ever. I think I I I always put the thing up there as like one of my top three favorite movies ever, and it shows because it's it. We've talked about it in in the podcast for the thing. Go listen to that one. Old format, good story though. But, um, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck you. <laughs> but um, it it was it was done so fucking well, and for the time period, doing everything like practical effects and animatronics, it looks so perfect. It still holds up. And I think that's where like a big disconnect was from when they did like the remake in 2011. Yeah. Uh, because they did that one mostly like CGI, and the original that John Carpenter did was all practical effects the actors could actually see the how horrific the, yeah how horrific the creature was and i think that really kind of like just helped with overall like the acting for it and yeah. showing of the fear yeah um he did do they live i know you didn't like they live but i like they live they live is not a good movie rowdy roddy piper and keith david fight scene for 10 minutes i i will Look, I I one hundred percent acknowledge that John Carpenter has truly made some fantastic films, mm-hmm. but I also believe he's made a lot of garbage. <laughs> he's he's made not great things. Um, I mainly put down like the ones that I, right. I know for sure like yeah. have done very very well. Yeah, Halloween. Yes, he he did uh, a couple of Halloween movies. Yeah, um, but, you know, he did the first one. Yeah, he did the first one, which is always like the best one. Right, it, it's done so well. And it's very, it, it, honestly, like, it's very synonymous with his name. Yeah. Because John Carpenter's Halloween. is like, the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. The thing. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> it, it's hard to, like, really get past, like, how good he is as a horror director. Because he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, he can do, like, a lot of 80s action movies as well. Like... He also did uh, Escape from New York slash Escape from L.A. Escape from New York is very good. It's I honest I I would say New York is the better of yeah, the two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it's just a cool 
concept of a film, and he always loves Kurt Russell. Kurt, I mean, who doesn't love Kurt Russell? That hair. That hair is so good. Mm-hmm. He's so handsome. I know. I love Kurt Russell. <laughs> I, I really wish Kurt Russell was my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Kurt Russell would come on here. Dad, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kurt Russell, if you're listening to this, hello, be, be my dad. <laughs> Bye, dad. Hello, new dad. Uh, he did Big Trouble in Little Tokyo, yes, too. Uh, which again was another really cool like '80s action film. Yeah. Uh, like we said, he did Halloween. He also, I believe, he co-directed Christine, the Stephen King yeah, film, the car. Yeah. Which I mean, another. It's all right. <laughs> it's a. It, it's it's a. The thing is, it's a tough story to sell. It is. <laughs> it's like fucking Cujo. Yeah. Like the fucking killer dog. Yeah, yeah. My dad fucking loves that Cujo's, movie. Though. But Cujo's a little bit more easier just because it's uh, it's just grounded more in reality of like a fa- like a uh, a mother and son like stuck in a car that can't get out from a fucking dog with, like, that will kill you. <laughs> yeah. But Christine is like a car that's alive and just running people over because <laughs> the car is in love with the main character, but he wants a real girlfriend. <laughs> It's a bizarre movie. It's a, it's a weird one. And then you have Village of the Damned with the. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's the one of the creepy kids where like their eyes all glow up. Nope. Really? No. Never no. seen it. It's a, it's a cool horror film. But again, like he, he just he places like these incredible horror films into our lives. Yeah. And again, like I know we've talked about it, where it's like they live, like the, the message behind it. Yeah, well, that's that's like, one thing that you gotta like appreciate about John Carpenter is he's always, he's always at least trying mm-hmm. to have some type of either political view or a view on society, whatever it is. Yeah, so, like he he always has like something to say about uh, the world. Yeah, like an underlying meaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that really like just between the thing where it's like the time period of like we didn't know who we could trust. Yeah, and then they live where we became like very just driven by the dollar bill we as a society kind of like lost all individuality plus Halloween where it's like, Oh, Hey, like, look, like, you know, it's the seventies and like teenagers are like, you know, going out and like drinking and smoking and having sex. And here's this force of nature that just comes forth and is almost like the strict parent. That's like, you're not doing this. Stab, stab, stab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but it created this whole, genre of like slasher films almost Mm -hmm. like you you could say that john carpenter was the creator of it almost yeah i think that's going a little far but like he definitely influenced it enough to really push the envelope for slasher films in the 80s and halloween always like still resonates with people i love the original myers as a character Mm -hmm. i didn't love the that newest one that they did yeah i felt like it was a little uh, unfocused yeah a little but bit but the ending the the last like whatever it was half hour that mm-hmm. it was or maybe it was maybe it was less than that it was like 20 minutes where like they're actually at like the house and Michael comes in and that was amazing I mean like it was genuinely fantastic yeah. and that's kind of like what I wanted from the whole movie and Unfortun- it unfortunately the movie I felt personally that it was bouncing around all over the place and I didn't like it but mm-hmm. besides that's besides the point yeah but um but yeah, him creating Michael Myers. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, he, that's, he, a good, that's a good time. He did the earth a favor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I, I just enjoy his work a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a quote from him, too, that, like, was, uh, it's it's kind of 
it kind of takes like a point of view of like how he kind of sees the world almost where he said we're a violent country we always have been we embrace our individuality and our own violence and as a horror director he kind of sees that in this world and takes upon it and i think that's where his directorial like standpoint really kind of like shines yeah where he is always kind of like looking at the world for like how it is and then interpreting that into his films except for halloween 3 season of the witch that is the worst well michael myers is not even in it yeah, I know. It's not like well, because that was that was a that weird, was the masks that like kill people. Yeah, that was a weird because that they were trying to like make Halloween like a whole like you know kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Wow, your hat came off. You look a lot like your brother right now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it look, uh, you know, they were trying to make like uh, like a franchise, you know, yeah. like a whole like thing going on about yeah. like Halloween, and I don't know. It definitely didn't go over well. And there are some awful Halloween movies, like the one with. Uh, uh, what's his name? Who is it? Who's oh, the, who's the rapper? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not Coolio. <laughs> it's not but like, Coolio, but it's like <laughs> Coolio's in the fucking uh, Dracula movie in outer space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Dracula two thousand. And then remember Jason X? You oh Jason man, X when he gets the space? fucking nanobots <laughs> and he just becomes like the killer. I actually like that one. No, it's so bad. I like that one a little bit. But, you yeah, know, like, I know it's... Anyway, whatever whatever that movie is that we're... Halloween H2O. H2O, when, yeah. When it's the fucking... Um, when it's the the reality show where oh they go to his God. house and it they set up the so cameras, bad. so <laughs> bad. They really like you know. It's so sad when you when you uh, when you really truly love like a character, mm-hmm. and they basically and they you just... see him die before <laughs> your eyes. <laughs> yeah, really awful. As a wrestling fan, I see that almost every week. <laughs> John Carpenter. John Carpenter, man, that's my number four. I think he's fantastic. I wish he would make more, but I mean, the man's like what, ninety-seven? Yeah. Well, know, he's no, he, he he's up there. Yeah, he's he's old. And honestly, like, I'm okay with like if he doesn't make another movie because his legacy speaks for itself. Yeah, I mean, again, I I would you know I I think that again, like I said, that he's has made some not so fantastic films, a, mm-hmm. a good handful, um, but his really good ones are so good that they kind of cancel out all the crap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's so, he's made such iconic films that John Carpenter is probably, I mean, I, yeah, you, you kind of argue that like, he's probably like one of the best horror directors slash like inventors. Like, and the dude's got like a sick mind, you know, when he's like yeah. going through, he's probably working with his like prosthetics team. I like what things are supposed to look like and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I mean, the dog, Oh, it, like, <laughs> Oh, the dog <laughs> from the thing. Yeah. I mean like that alone, <sighs> if you, if you just want to just see like a, a, a small little window into like John Carpenter's head, mm-hmm. Just, just go, go, yeah. Go, go watch look that. up pictures. Yeah, you don't even have to like look up the video. Yeah, just go look at pictures. Yeah, I mean they really are truly, truly gruesome mm-hmm. and very detailed, and you know all that. So I, I agree. I with don't know, John Carpenter. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like that pick. So with that, that ends my debate on <laughs> there John was no Carpenter. Debate. Well, then I won. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> 
Uh, so with that, like, I'm going to leave you guys with three picks. Not one, not two, but three. Not four, not five. <laughs> I can't count higher than that. I don't know that. any other numbers. <laughs> How many more numbers are there? <laughs> leave comments in the questions below. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to leave you guys with three movies that I think like really interpret how well of a director John Carpenter is. And that is, of course, The Thing, fantastic film, uh, Escape from New York, an 80s action movie, and the original Halloween mm-hmm. for I agree. a great slasher film. I concur. And now we move on to your pick, Frank. Ah, Yes. I am a douchebag, I know. Because <laughs> I only pick esoteric people. Um, so I decided to choose Your Ghost Lanthimos. Ooh. Okay. Um, again, it was a decision that did not, was not the easiest decision. Uh, I had a hard time actually knowing, like, kind of bringing myself to can I actually include this man in my top five directors of all time? Yeah, fuck you for making this idea. <laughs> Man, it's a tough, it's a tough it's, decision, right? Had we and, done and ten, now, and we have to li- we have to stand by I this know. forever. <laughs> if someone we are comes never up to allowed us, to change our minds. If so someone if comes anybody, up to us on the street, we have to like say that it's this. Yeah, like there's no there's no other option. Even if your ghost Lanthimos makes the worst film, right? The most <laughs> racist, hate worthy film with no dialogue and no like. No character development. Nothing. Nothing. You have to live with this. Yeah. Um, but I decided to go with it because um, he makes movies that sit with me for... I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. After I watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer, I could not stop thinking about that movie mm-hmm. for like a month. It's... And I've, I've... And I've never had that mm-hmm. with any other director what was that number three for us our uh, third movie that we did uh, i don't know i don't reviewed? know i'm not sure but it's 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 a, it's like definitely like low it's like yeah. lower in there um and it, i almost kind of want to do that movie again mm-hmm. again because like the old format um but yeah so i i was really like again struggling with can i can i get yorgos can i make him my top five and i decided to put him in my number four because of his passion that he does uh watching interviews with him and how particular he is and how very specific he is and how he has a very very specific you know kind of dream of what the film should be and what it what it needs to be and what we need what he needs to do to get it executed and uh watching and listening to the way he writes and and how he directs uh i just had to sit with yeah i need it needs to he needs to be in my top five I haven't seen enough of his films. So, I just realized that. Well, so he's only got like six, I think. Um, I'll be yeah. honest. So I will... I'm going to get into a little bit more as to like why um, he made my list, even though I don't love all of his films. Mm-hmm. Similar to like what you just said about like John Carpenter's, right? Like we, yeah. can, we can acknowledge that he hasn't made the some of... You know, not every movie that he makes is amazing. Yeah. Um, so when... So Yorgos is... He's Greek. And mm-hmm. when he was over in Greece... He was making, uh, he made, I think, three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen them all. And his, all right. Gre- his Greek films, I don't I don't really love. Um, there's a movie called Dogtooth and a movie called yeah. Alps. 
Yeah, I saw those. I but thought you praised Alps. I thought you said that Alps was cool. Alps. So again, I'm gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I I did like the kind of like the similar where I broke it down as to why I like them so much and why they made my list. So I'm gonna start off with my number one reason, and that is uh, his writing. So he is probably one of the most unique directors out there at this point in time i would say so yeah i mean when you're watching his movies um you know when you're watching his you've seen i think you've seen i've seen seen you've seen his three american films yeah i've seen the lobster uh the favorite and killing Killing of a sacred deer Deer, which i loved all and all of them are so so unique like yeah um you know he has some of the most interesting plots Mm -hmm. and he has some of the most interesting uh ways of looking at different things like when you're when you watch the lobster that's basically like a take on relationships yeah but he incorporates this weird like sci-fi aspect yeah so it's a very dystopian film i would almost say where it's like it's in the future and there is this weird concept where everybody has to be partnered up with someone and just just specifically with that like what he was going for like a meaning wise yeah again talks about individuality if you really break it down to where like people are looking to like just be together for any fucking reason like right. you have the one guy who is like breaking his nose every single time just in that way he can get nosebleeds. Yeah. So he can match with the girl who gets nosebleeds. Yeah. And he breaks it down to like such a very simple, very like primal kind of. Yeah, exactly. Primal reason as to why somebody would be a perfect match for them. Right. And even on like, I don't want to go fully, fully into it because I know it eventually we will review the lobster. Yeah. Um, but even so, like later on with the main characters, uh, love interest where the whole eye situation. Yeah. Um, so, well, I'm going to, I want to describe a little bit of, yeah. of all kind of like each of the films just mm-hmm. because my next point is that, um, again, I, although I don't think that he hits every single mark with all of his films, um, he has again like I said like the most unique and he's just so like bold and ambitious for like his plots um you know Alps is a very very interesting concept mm-hmm. where basically this guy has a company in which impersonates the recently deceased so if if Zach and I are Really, really, we're best friends, and we're not. I no, I'm saying like in the movie, right? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> in the movie, Zach and I are best friends, and I die. Zach could then go to this company and have somebody impersonate me Ooh. to help you through your like grieving process. Oh, I do know of this. And again, I don't think that it was done expertly. I don't think mm-hmm. it was done like amazingly. But the the idea is so interesting mm-hmm. and so unique that it's like you know, I just I he always just like kind of has like these such unique ways on like looking at life. Yeah. Um. The lobster is basically like everybody has to be a couple, and if you don't, if you find yourself being single, they send you to like this camp basically, and mm-hmm. you have forty five days to find the love of your life. 
And if you don't find the love of your life in 45 days, then they turn you into an animal. But I like and the fact that you get to choose they, yeah. what animal you're going to be. I like that they, they let you choose. And that's a very, very unique story. Yeah. You know, the killing of a sacred deer is... My God. Is... Just fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Such a biblical aspect to it. God, it, it's really, really great. And then, you know, the favorite is all about, like, Queen Anne and her depression and her eating disorders and... You know, trying to like, it's like this love story mm. and this battle of who can become the queen's favorite. Don't and, forget about the duck. And then the, the duck racing. I, oh man, I love that uh, duck. That was actually supposed to be a uh, a cockfight. Oh really? Yeah, but they were like, I guess it's like very against the law to mm. like film because they they were like, we can't fake it. Like there is no way of like faking it. Like if we're gonna do it, we kind of have to do it. And were and he was just like I really want I really want this <laughs> and they were like we're not allowed to so they had to change it to the duck racing <laughs> but the duck racing became like this like it's so like famous now yeah. for like what it was because it's it's the most it is the most ridiculous opening <laughs> scene <laughs> really the music is. the music is swelling and it's this beautiful classical mm. like music and, and they're then just these jumping guys in powdered wigs are like screaming <laughs> at the top of their lungs and it's just duck racing <laughs> Horatio's just on oh, the fucking move like what a great it's, duck it's so good um and then you know of course the characters that he develops mm -hmm. i think are very very unique and extremely complicated he makes like very very complicated characters in his movies. Like they are they are not, you know. There's there's so many. Um, there's so much just effort and and thought put into each one of his characters that uh, it kind of is like this. You know, all of his films are like very psychological, mm -hmm. very like kind of like mind bending, and you don't know what the hell is going on. You don't know what characters are thinking, and you know, similar to like Robert Eggers, where it's he he makes movies that you kind of just can't watch once. To feel yeah. like you fully grasped it. I mean, I mean, when I watch the killing of a sacred deer, it's like there's How the so fuck are we gonna get well, through? it's just it's just so many layers. Like yeah. there's the aspect of God, and then there's the aspect of um, Colin Farrell with his like alcoholism, and then how he killed somebody, and 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 then his wife and his family, and then his daughter. Like there's it's just like a, it's just so many layers that. Yeah. How do you how do you not like just at least you can acknowledge that like the man has a very very unique aspect uh, like look on life and and he and I think he really really portrays them very very well in his films. I know I told you that like with all of my guys uh, with all of my directors I've mm -hmm. kind of called them like the king of something like mm -hmm. whatever it may be. The unique. What? The king of uniqueness. No 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 no. Oh. Um, we're gonna get to that. But I'm, I'm Why would you tell I'm, me now, then? Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying right now. I'm calling him the king of endings. Okay. Where, um, you know, every film that he has it, or every film that he makes has, like, a truly impactful, emotional, kind of, like, stirring ending. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the favorite, you have, like, Abigail being kind of like forever bound to queen to the queen to, like, yeah. give her, like, those sexual favors. And then that's, like, it's like there's no love in it mm -hmm. and then you know there's like that beautiful like superimposed like three minute long sequence of the layering effect of like the, the, bunnies. the, the bunnies and then their faces on top of one another and mm -hmm. all of that you know killing of a sacred deer the ending is <laughs> fucking insane <laughs> yeah uh the lobster with the eyes yes um you know so like every time that a yorgos lanthimos film ends 
I'm just left with like and and one other thing that I love is that almost none of his films are happy. No. So none of his movies end with like a happy note and mm. where you're left like, "Wow, I feel great." <laughs> and I and I love and I love that about him that he like just really really just embraces it. Yeah. And he and he and he just has like this kind of melancholy I don't know. I guess he just has like a, a fairly melancholy look on life. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> what was that? I popped out my lip ring by accident. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Continue. I'll um, put it in later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm calling him the king of endings because every time a film ends with uh, Yorgos Lanthimos film ends, I'm left there with the credits rolling and I can't I, like it's, it's one of those uh, things where you kind of just don't shut it off. You kind of just let the music play. You kind of just watch the credits and you're just kind of absorbing what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my next thing is that I love how almost anti-genre he is. He, he has like this very unique way of doing dialogue to the point where it's like, and we brought it up before where it's like, it's so off and so weird, like as you're listening to it, but at the same time too, they fit perfectly in these worlds where like everybody is kind of like talking like that, so you're just like, oh, this is the norm, and I can. Yeah. I, after like 20 minutes, you understand why they're you, talking like you're that. You're in it, yeah. And I mean, he gets like the most unique performances out of out yeah. of his actors, mainly um, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm calling him kind of like anti. Like, I love how anti-genre he is mm-hmm. because besides the favorite being kind of like his only actual genre film of it's a period piece, um, all of his other movies. I, I find it hard to be able to call any of them or, like, kind of put them in any genre. I yeah. mean, you have... I don't know. I, it's basically just, like, I, I really, really love how he he kind of, like, dabbles in genre mm-hmm. and kind of, like, weaves it in and out, but he never, like, goes full-blown genre. Um, obviously, you could argue that The Killing of a Sacred Deer is, like, a horror film, but it's not really a horror film. Yeah. Almost the same thing for the lobster. The lobster like, is kind of like a comedy. It's a dark but comedy, but it's slash like again, like they're so hard to you can't like yeah. put them in like a box. So I really, really like that he he doesn't really he doesn't really go directly into um, genre. Like mm-hmm. Alps is like a weird drama, but it's definitely not really a, just a, um, a, a drama. Dogtooth is. Something completely different. I don't know mm-hmm. what the hell you would call Dogtooth, um, but yeah, I really just like how he how he kind of just tiptoes around genre and he kind of incorporates them a little bit, but not fully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Tarantino is one hundred and ten percent only genre. Like yeah. I only he only makes genre films, um, and you know those have their time and their place. Mm-hmm. But Yorgos is like, I'm gonna. He's very unique. Yeah, um, and that's kind of that. The only I just kind of have like my last points as to like what it is um mm-hmm. so you know i really just love like the worlds that he builds and he creates i think that he puts a lot of time into the world that he's crafting mm-hmm. um you know the the world in the lobster is like so detailed and so just um he, he just you could just tell that he puts so much time in, in into like creating the actual world yeah um i love his musical scores in films um, they always, I always find that his music is the way that he incorporates his music, and similar to like his camera, mm-hmm. um, 
they really add like a certain element like it almost feels very like like another like well specifically like the cameras like the camera oh 110 always feels like a character in the film like mm-hmm. the way that he films and the way he us- utilizes the camera and the angles that he chooses and the lenses the lenses that he chooses um specifically to like in the favorite the um the long hallway scene with the fisheye lens yeah as like and uh, then like when in killing of a sacred deer you have like that kind of like weird like voyeurism where like you're where they're in the hospital like walking and they, mm-hmm. they're really really high yep and it, it feels like you're it feels almost like a security camera mm-hmm. sort of you know what i mean like he he always incorporates that camera as another character yeah and the, the music- lobster always kind of seems like it's so far back that you get like most of the scenes so you kind of feel like isolated with the characters yeah. uh the music is always like very grand and mm-hmm. very just and i don't know i find it like when I, I think he uses his music to like enhance his scenes, mm-hmm. you know. So like, when something is happening and it's very very dramatic, and then this music is like swelling, it can have like an like an actual like physical effect on you. Like sometimes like I will literally get chills, you know. I mean like the end scene of Killing of a Sacred Deer where they're at the the diner. Oh yeah, and, and the like, music is swelling and the, it's kind of like that slow motion and they all kind of just like look mm-hmm. at Martin. Yeah, and he's sitting there at the thing and just. I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those movies. It's just one of those endings that every time it just, like, gives me chills. Like, you know? And then, you know, the weird dialogue, weird kind of quirky performances that he that he pulls out of his out of his actors are always just so unique. Um, it works. It's very, very much similar to, like, what I said about Yorgos Lan- I mean, about um, Robert Eggers, where mm. as soon as the character starts speaking, you know you're watching a Yorgos film. Yeah. Like, as soon as the character says one word, you're like, yep, this is a Yorgos <laughs> Just movie. Just one sentence is <laughs> yeah. all I fucking need. And, 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 that, and you know that you're watching a Yorgos film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of like all of my uh, all of my directors and how they write and the characters that they make, they all kind of have like that unique aspect of when the movie comes on, you know you're watching that person's film. Uh, so that's why Yorgos made my top five, and he is my number four. Do you have three movies that you recommend? For yeah, him? I mean, I almost don't want to recommend three just because that I, I can't I can't recommend his uh, his Greek movies, his Greek films. They have they have their following. There's some people that that call them masterpieces and whatnot. I don't love them, but mm-hmm. I at least I appreciate their weirdness and their at least their unique um, story and plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to choose one film from him, I would recommend Killing of a Sacred Deer. I think that is my favorite uh, Yorgos film. Okay. Um, I'm excited for what he's going to do in the future. And uh, I mean, I don't know. You, I think you would you recommend lobster like is that your oh, favorite yeah, you like lobster i, I right? really like the lobster yeah the lot it's almost like everybody's favorite uh i don't know i don't know why the favorite is cool but the favorite's very it, good it's a very particular movie like if you're like if you're not a fan of like dry humor and like drawn out storylines to like yeah. really emphasize like what's going on you're not, not gonna, gonna enjoy it and i 110 percent will acknowledge that Yorgos is not a director for everybody. No. Um, I don't think that there's probably a lot of people out there that absolutely hate his films. And I can understand why because of the weird dialogue and the really, really long takes of just, I don't know. He really just kind of like, he really just makes you sit with the characters a lot of the time and you're just kind of there. And sometimes things feel out of place and weird, 
but that's almost kind of the point because the world that he's building is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, so, so it makes sense like yeah, in that world. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I recommend the killing of a sacred deer. I think, I think that if there's any one film that would be an introduction to him, that would make you at least appreciate, mm-hmm. uh, the filmmaker and, and the types of films that he does. I think killing of a sacred deer will make you, it, I think it, it keeps you on edge basically mm-hmm. all the time. I popped my lip ring ball back in. I saw that. Thank you. Uh, that's it. Cool. Zach, recommendation? Uh, yes. So um, I'm going to recommend art, specifically like drawing. Uh, so when, I would say like by now, probably like seven years ago, uh, I went to college for art. Um, I didn't fully, fully fall in love going to school for it. That's That's always what happens. But I, for the longest time, I had a real passion for like drawing. Um, I would like every day from high school, like I would come home and I would pop on like uh, either Miami ink or like LA ink with like Kat Von D and all that stuff. And like as they would tattoo and like they would show the designs, I would just sit there and like watch it and then also like draw at the same time. And for a while, like I got pretty decent at it uh, to the point where like I was really considering like becoming... Tattoo artist, right? Yeah, I, I really wanted to look in to, like, see if I could become that. And for the longest time, like, I fell out of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of, like, rediscovering it a little bit now. Like, I'm looking at more, like, art-type things. And, like, I I want to, like, start getting back into, like, drawing again mm-hmm. and just see, like, where my skill set is now. Yeah, that's the thing about drawing is... You have to keep up with if it. If you stop, yeah. it's, it's not like riding a bike. No. It's not like... Like, <laughs> like, like you forget, like, all the yeah. little tricks that you could do. Yeah. And it's really just about, like, hand-eye coordination and, like, really using the control of your hand mm-hmm. just to make certain shades and yeah. certain line weights and everything like that. But it was always, like, the biggest passion for me. And I, I feel kind of bad that, like, I stopped doing it. Yeah. But I really want to get back into it. So, like, anybody, to like, who has a creative side and doesn't know, like, how to, like, really express it, I recommend drawing. Even so, like, to, like, anything where it's, like, you're feeling a certain way or you, you just, you feel alone. Like, drawing always kind of, like, was that thing for me mm-hmm. where it's, like, I go home and I'd be alone and I draw and that takes like a good like hour and a half. And in that time, like I just feel accomplished. Like once I'm done, go draw. I like that. Go paint. Go take photos. <laughs> I like art. That, that was good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then for our next film Ooh. is my pick. So I am picking Children of Men. I thought you were going to say Children of the Corn. No, I don't. Well, eventually. <laughs> Children of Men. I know that movie. Do you? Yeah. It's got the fucking villain from um, uh, the Denzel Washington movie that we did with the bank heist. Inside Man? Yeah, Inside Man. It's got the, the villain is the main character. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool You're like right. dystopian yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with... Um, have you ever seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm picking it. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go again. So that is my pick. All right, so... Children of Men. Yep. That's what we're doing. Check it out next. Sorry we didn't let you guys know about Logan.
But I that, was gonna do Terminator, and then I and then I texted Zach. I was like, "Did you watch it yet?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "I want to do Logan." Instead. I knew it too. Like, <laughs> as soon as you texted me, it was like, "Did you watch it yet?" And I was like, "He wants to chase," <laughs> which is why I yeah. wait till like halfway through the week to watch the films. Yeah, I th- uh, yeah. So we, d- I want to get better with that though. I want to get better with actually being like hard set on a film, mm-hmm. and then saying, "Okay, that's what we're gonna do." So you guys can watch along with us, mm-hmm. um, and then actually be a part of the conversation. Uh, just so you're a little bit more engaged and you, at least if you haven't seen the f- movie, you can watch it and then come back and listen to it. If you have seen the movie uh, and you kind of have like your preconceived ideas of like, you know, this is what it's about, whatever, then you can kind of just hear like another opinion. Maybe we come at you with something that you n- never thought of or whatever it was. So uh, yeah, we want, I want to get better with actually recommending movies and having uh and being consistent and being like that's what we did that's the movie that, that we chose and we're, there's no changing it um so I'm children cha- of men i'm changing it now <laughs> <laughs> no, we're sticking with children of men cool sweet all right guys cool anything else to add frank uh go watch go watch movies uh we'll- go watch argos lanthimos tell me what you think and john carpenter tell don't tell me what you think <laughs> i want to be surprised when we talk about it <laughs> all right all right guys cool thank you for listening now frank Roll the credits.